0: I'm getting closer to my home. Sorry about that, Luby. That's probably an ugly way to begin uh, this edition of The Morning Briefing. Here on No Filter, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. But we are getting closer to home. Thursday, NFL football, college football. We'll get into that in just a few moments here on the program. Uh, This uh, did uh, catch my attention, though on a crawl last night, and I'm not sure that it's a positive development, and I'm not sure what level of scientific belief I have in this premise. But anyway, I make a, you know, a story, uh, embellish it a little bit here, because uh, give you some background on us as well. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of prescription drugs, Louis. are you? I mean, a uh, doctor says, hey, I want you to start taking some of this shit. And you're thinking, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> is there any other approach that, that we could take there? Oh, what? Chemo is the only alternative? Okay, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll try this shit. See see if it works. Um, not a big fan of that. That being said, I, I moved to uh, South Florida. It, it was then known as Miami, and now it's expanded its horizons because we don't want to be known as Miami anymore because uh, maybe a little bit of an ugly attachment to that. But uh, back in the day, I mean, uh, I arrived here in the midst of the cocaine cowboys era uh, mm-hmm. and uh, billy corbin of course has documented this uh, the great filmmaker billy corbin who also is a south floridian has uh, this well documented in his uh, movies by the same title and, and it was a wild time and uh, i i would have to say luby that uh, i succumbed to the desire and the temptation to do a certain amount of uh, a drug and uh, let's say it was as pure as the uh, snow at the cap of mount everest here in south florida at the time uh, it became very easy to quit only because it just got so bad that uh, after a while he got tired of giving a guy $150 for an eight ball and then being on the toilet three seconds later <laughs> <laughs> not to throw up well maybe uh, in some cases that uh, back then though i mean you, you could go to any uh, nighttime haunt here in uh, miami and have yourself a great time and, and there was usually a pyramid of cocaine on the tabletop i remember going to miami highlight and you would have sworn like el chapo himself was holding court there and then on top of that i mean there were certain leanings towards uh, like an orgy state and you know it wouldn't be uncommon i would have to say the uh, dining room which was very sophisticated at miami highline the dog tracks around town which were part of the entertainment here uh, in that era and it, it was very similar to what was described uh, you know in any book that you read about the lakers or the show winning time where we're like mike tyson is uh you know having uh, sex with one of the secretaries there as he's uh, making his entrance into the laker club at the forum <laughs> it was a little bit like that but but that being said i i still you know have an inclination to uh doubt the effectiveness of many of these prescription drugs i watch a lot of news shows right now we're seeing and uh, we have a great empathy of course for people that are uh, about to possibly get hammered by a hurricane. You have this Adalia out there in the Gulf of Mexico. And do you feel any guilt, Ruby, uh, about the idea that Adalia is not going to hit us here on the east coast of Florida? Because we've been subjected to plenty of hurricane and, and weather turmoil, like much of the country is now. And even Ron DeSantis has taken himself off the campaign trail to come back to Florida. And what did he do at his press conference? He got up and he said, you know what? Hunter Biden had something yeah, to do with this, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, okay, Ron, way to go.
0: What books are you banning today? You just shut up and go back out there and run for president. <laughs> Enough already with that. But uh, so, so I, I catch these ads all the time for prescription drugs, and but uh, one of them that's very prominent. Speaking, uh, do you want me to sing again, Luby, or should I spare the people that? Uh, I'd it's, rather uh, not. It was <laughs> Which has become a wildly popular prescription drug, not for what its uh, intended use is, which is to help people uh, combat diabetes, a very serious illness that afflicts a lot of people and, uh, you know, can really fuck up your life. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, they're using it as a weight loss drug. In fact, is your wife not? Did she get off of this now? She's been on it. The side effects about oily discharge or any of that? (gasps)
1: I, I don't know what the side effects... She hasn't had any side effects so far. Uh, she's on month two. I think she's doing a three-month oh, spin to jumpstart her, and then
0: she'll be done. So you're taking a drug that you don't know if it works for what it was designed for, for something else. But but here's where it really got weird with Ozempic, Luby. The latest findings of whatever research, which they're, they're still trying to figure out what this thing does, but the latest findings uh, include that uh, it, it can also squelch your urge to gamble. Can you imagine? I started gargling with this shit yesterday. It's unbelievable. I I don't care. I mean, hopefully I'll lose some weight and I won't uh, get diabetes. But, uh, you know, can can you imagine if this actually works? (laughs) Has there been a test group on this that they uh, give the Ozempic just arbitrarily to a bunch of sick, degenerate (laughs) gamblers? And all of a sudden they said, hey, you know what? I think I'll go shopping with my wife instead. (laughs) I was going to go to the track and hang out with the guys today. Or uh, being in some sports book somewhere uh, immersed in depression because uh, got beat at the uh, buzzer by a hook uh, on a free throw by a guy who was shooting 46% for the season. But you know what? I don't feel like doing that today. I think I'm going to go. You know what? Sweetie, do you want to go to lunch?
1: <laughs> it makes you a new
0: man. <laughs> How could they do this? how could they purport to have discovered a drug that would make you stop your urge to gamble? The only thing I could think of in that category is like Dilaudid, no? <laughs> Something that turns you into some schizophrenic drug that turns you into a complete zombie. Uh, that being said, we're going to get uh, involved in gambling heavily. I'm not taking Ozempic and I never will now. I mean, uh, <laughs> even if I developed diabetes and <laughs> it was the only thing that could me, I'm not taking this fucking thing and stopping gambling. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that would be preposterous. So, uh, so we're, we're looking at the full card here. I mean, uh, should I show this? Uh, you know, as a, mm. a, a little graphic here. Sure. I mean, can you see that? That's nothing but points.
1: College. It's big... That's college football, right? Because proposition college.
0: college. Uh, yeah. They haven't even gotten into the pros. Oh, yeah. No, they have NFL week one, which uh, begins on Thursday. Chiefs and the Lions. A week Chiefs away. A week, six a, week, and a, half.
1: a week from Thursday.
0: That's a week from. Uh, yeah, that's a week from uh, this Thursday. And uh, Thursday night, full slate of games. So, look, it, your, your dog is even recommending to Ben underdogs. All through the car,
1: <laughs> I'm like, "It's so funny." He didn't start barking until you started mentioning gambling.
0: <laughs> it put it give him some Ozempic. This month that's so funny. No, I'm glad he's in the background there uh, cheering on the show. Maybe uh, you know, I, I mean, it increases our audience uh, and our reach. It's all about the number of clicks here. About the movie, all right. So, uh, Nick Saban. I mean, should should his song not be "Crying All the Time"? Crying all the time. <laughs> crying all the time. Do, do we overly uh, pick on uh, Nick Saban here? Is he just like an open wound that, uh, you know, is very tempting to stick some, uh, you know, something that's really going to sting in there? I mean, you know, a vapid personality. We know he's a complete fake, uh, you know, just a total fraud. As we were talking about on one of our shows here on No Filter, uh, when, when, I mean, the director of uh, Blindside should, should have received automatically an Oscar and every other award that was associated with people's choice award i mean uh, grammy whatever, whatever they wanted to give the guy for, for making nick saban look like a human being in the movie even though nick was playing himself there was no way to make nick come off as a nice guy uh, the movie uh blindside he comes in there recruit michael orr and it's like oh geez nick it's so nice to meet you meanwhile you, you know he's saying hey listen is this kid gonna sign or what <laughs> and i'm not having a slice of mama's meatloaf that's for sure. Don't even offer it. I don't care how good your fried chicken is, mama. I'm not having a piece. I'm Nick Saban, and that's it, right? You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Nick Saban like that, Michael. But I always crying about something, right? A name, image, and likeness. Do you think, I mean, some diner in Alabama is paying a quarterback $4 million a year to recommend their pancakes. Where's that money coming from, Louie? Uh, I mean, he's no one's taken better advantage of the system than than Nick Saban. You would have to imagine all all of those never any recruiting violations all those years. It didn't make it a a single bit of difference. Right. Wherever he happened to be Nick Saban, he's winning everywhere. What was it? Michigan State first then LSU and now Alabama for how many years? An insufferably human being. And uh, (laughs) for some reason, I don't know why. mean, the only thing that saved his broadcasting career was that uh, Fox, as a uh, you know a definite passion for uh, you know for hiring people that are just absolutely despicable and <laughs> and he put Urban Meyer on the staff too as an announcer you talk about vapid my friend uh, so so anyway so Nick uh, almost came off as if he had some personality as a broadcaster only because he was cast in the background of having Urban Meyer get up on the screen and go well I think they ought to run a ball okay Urban whoa. <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to watch this game until I realized that uh, that was going to be the key component. So, uh, Nick, right now, he refuses to name his starting quarterback. He's uh, got uh, the overwhelming assignment of taking on Middle Tennessee State in a, a uh, pay-for-beating, uh, clubbing-of-seals type of arrangement that they have with that school to come to uh, Tuscaloosa and uh, you know j- just eat Hans' uh, tooth uh, caps uh, for, for the entire stay that they're there. And they're going to be eating dirt favored by 39 and a half, and he claims, I always love this about Nick, and and all coaches that use this, I mean, uh, really, right away, people should offer up a vomit bag. But when a coach says, well, that's going to create a lot of distractions. Remember uh, Nick with his rat poison last (laughs) year? Oh, well, that's rat poison. You say we're the number one team in the country, even though we've signed every five-star recruit in Hamburger all American that ever exists. And uh, sure enough, you know, I mean, they go out there and, you know, pound people by 50 points every game. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, would it hurt Nick Saban any to name his starting quarterback? and uh, Just appease the poor starving press and fans out there with, with this uh, piece of information that he's so reluctant to release because it somehow is going to taint his chances of beating Middle Tennessee State. I mean, look,
1: 40. it makes no sense. And it's not Middle Tennessee State he's worried about. They played Texas the next week who's a top 15 team, which... Uh, is loaded with expectations sark has uh, one of the deepest quarterback rooms rec- receiving cores great offensive line great defensive line sk- running back room is deep um they're loaded at texas so it's not middle tennessee state he's worried about it's texas in week two how, how is this um, going to hurt
0: him i mean we're going to no see sense. who starts when he trots out on a field
1: it's just to me it makes no sense like he's never done this every year we know who Alabama's starting at quarterback. Yeah. Like So it, if it was this big advantage or whatever he's doing with it this year, why didn't he do it before? Why are you just starting now?
0: Yeah. And, and, and he'd be the first. I mean, he's always uh, trouncing other coaches for uh, doing things that uh, might might be outside the parameters of the guidelines of uh, what would be fair. And, and think about this. so We, we know that Alabama has been paying players. Uh, you think Joe Willie just liked Howard Schnellberger <laughs> when he came to recruit him? <laughs> To play for the Bear, I mean, he must have had offers to play virtually everywhere else. I mean, you would have to assume that there was a large attache of cash that somehow. How was he buying all those fur coats in those cars <laughs>
1: before college, yeah,
0: <laughs> Crows didn't even make that much money back then. It, it, it's crazy, but yeah, Nick's always got to whine about something. So, so that's it, it's a piece of minutia, and it's not like this, this hidden fact. That how could it possibly destroy his chances there, even a week later, Louie? But we, we're going to know who the starting quarterback is when he goes out there and throws for six touchdowns against Middle Tennessee State. Exactly. And I would have to think that everybody's going to say, well, you know, you see that? Nick, he's so clever. He made the right choice there. And he gave the guy the proper motivation to go <laughs> out there and shine. I'm watching a little U.S. Open yesterday. It got underway yesterday, the tennis tournament. Uh, fantastic in New York. Uh, one of the players complained, as was also uh, an issue that uh, arose last year with Nick Kyrgios. That uh, you have to dig the crowds in New York for both the uh, U.S. Open and golf when it's played there Beth Page Black, possible course. Uh, you know, I imagine I played this course as a kid and I can't golf. So and, and it's only, uh, you know, been enhanced the degree of difficulty there. But the crowd goes nuts. I mean, in the middle of the back screen uh, you know, they're yelling at a guy. Miss it, fatso. I <laughs> get into it. So uh, apparently the, the uh, strong stench of marijuana hovers inside. Arthur Ashe Stadium, when they're contesting the U.S. Open. Nick Kyrgios complained about it last year. Maria Zachary, I don't know. She didn't really blame it for her uh, unfortunate first-round exit yesterday. A uh, young Greek woman uh, really it looks like she was going to be a superstar just a year ago. You go back, and it was making a giant ascent, Louie. And I, I, this happens to tennis players. Uh, I guess it happens in all sports. But uh, even you know more surprising when you see somebody that just looks like they have become unbeatable And then they come back the next season and, uh, you know, they they can't win in a qualifier. Mm -hmm. And and that's happened to a couple of people at the U.S. Open. Zachary was one. And uh, this guy, Felix Auger Eliasine, as a hyphenated name, but a real, real good kid. I mean, he won 60 matches last year in singles. First round elimination. And why was that? Because the guy in action sports recommended that you go ahead and (laughs) bet him against his (laughs) opponent at minus 175 i have to take some of that ozempic i'm uh, tempted to <laughs> get in on this but uh, I, I love the open and, and what i love about the open you're going to see i think finally the exit you've been waiting for this for years you condemned her finished uh, and complete toast i liked her i was a in, fan what, of 2015 this. venus williams
1: i think it was yeah it was a while might but.
0: have even been before that when no, okay, she, before uh,
1: then. it was like 2000 it was like 2011 or 12 or something like that yeah.
0: <laughs> we were going to see her in a first round match at the uh, tournament in miami now known as the miami open and uh, you said, well, I really want to see her. She's ridiculous. She's finished. And, and then she went on to win like, you know, like four more Wimbledons or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Which shows you, uh, you know, what, what our prowess is in uh, picking this. I, I, I don't know. It, you know, it, it seems like a sport that you would be able to handicap fairly well. And some people, the logic, again, behind this Auger uh, Eliassine victory by this handicapper, I, I thought was brilliant. I, I I almost believed it. I finally had to stop myself and say, wait a minute. This is coming from Barry, America, which is uh, what these people are attempting to do. Getting you to bet opening round U.S. Open tennis matches based on some cockamamie theory about how this guy's on the comeback trail. And, and it's going to be OK. But uh, Venus, this should be it for her. Right. I mean, I think she plays today and uh, she, she probably will be eliminated in the first round. And I would imagine she, she might announce her retirement after that going out a lot more quietly than her sister Serena did last year which uh, that, that was one of the ugliest uh, campaigns that I have ever seen in my lifetime. Serena, who I was never a big fan of, a, a great admirer of her tennis skills. Uh, w- would you be able to, you know, I mean, would you look like a clown if you said that she was among the greatest female athletes of all time, Luby? Oh, Venus.
1: I mean, yeah. Venus, no, Serena, uh, Venus hey, no, too. Serena's... I mean, uh, for her money. Serena may be the greatest female athlete of all time. She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, Venus is up there too as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking like Wilma Rudolph type of stuff. I mean, yes, uh, you yes. know, I mean, up there with the classic, you know, Billie Jean King. You know, although uh, she's probably more known for things she's done for women than even well, what she accomplished as a player. I mean, anyway, Serena, tremendous accomplishments. Nobody would argue that. What was the sorest of losers, though, and really began to unravel in <laughs> type fashion at the end of her career when she's firing a racket at ball girls and cursing out umpires and uh, always denouncing her opponent uh, and making no reference. And, and then when she won, she had that whole phony thing, like she was doing a car commercial. <laughs> uh, so wonderful to be out here. I mean, it just a, a complete fraud. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't fraud. If you're well, bitchy, just be a bitch. It's okay. She, I, well,
1: I don't want to say a phony because when she was upset, she was very honest about it. She just didn't have the tact you normally see with tennis or go- like tennis and golf. Everyone's very, you know, res- gracious, not gracious, yes. respect- gracious, respectful. Classy. They shake the hand, even though they hate each other or yeah. whatever. Serena was never about that. Serena yeah. Didn't give a crap. She
0: put on this <laughs> dog and pony show last, uh, last year when she was, uh, you know, she had announced her retirement, although she really wouldn't even use the word retirement. I, I don't know. She seems like, uh, you, know, you know, somebody that's uh, at a Republican debate where, oh, got okay, criminal activity. I, I don't know. Wouldn't define it as that uh and and she wouldn't say she was retiring she she was evolving it's like what are you gwyneth paltrow come on just go out there and hit the ball there and lose to this number two girl in the world so she wins a couple of matches and then everybody started thinking talk about getting duped in the gambling i mean you needed ozempic for that (laughs) people started thinking she could win the whole thing i mean it was crazy insane she gets knocked out in third round but but it was the entrance and the fanfare around it i mean what was she wearing luby what was she? She she looked like the fabulous Moolah coming in the Wrestle at Madison Square Garden. It was it was nuts. People were going crazy over this, and she finally got knocked out by uh, Ayla Tamjanovic, who was going with the very handsome and dashing Italian uh, uh, Baratini, Matteo Baratini, uh, for a while there, and uh, featured prominently in uh, that tennis documentary. Uh, what was it? Uh, Double faults or something? It was on uh, Netflix. Fantastic. Absolutely a a great documentary. But uh, uh, nonetheless, I mean, she got knocked out, and and she still had nothing good to say about her opponent. Never even mentioned uh, Tom Yanovich played a hell of a match, no? Defeat the great Serena Williams, uh, went went out without any dignity whatsoever. And and, uh, the people, you know, loved her, and and, and they still do, I guess. Uh, And she's probably the only person, too, that isn't announcing a comeback at at this year's U.S. (laughs) I think Bjorn Borg is coming back, Luby. <laughs> Wozniacki is back. So uh, a- interesting beginning to the tournament. And uh, we had a couple of upsets there uh, in-, in the first round. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this morning's briefing. Hope you guys had a good time. Uh, w- w- would you recommend it for me, Luby? Oh, Zempik. Supposedly <laughs> dissolves your desire to gamble. All right, do you believe that for one second? No.
1: I've never heard
0: that. If we started giving out this pill to uh, any of our degenerate friends? Do you think that the attendance and the handle at the track would go down any? I don't think so. No. No, no. Another fine. Who's backing that idea? Fauci? I I don't know. Who's behind it? All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, this edition of The Morning Briefing.